Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And along with me this morning, I got a little bit of help. Drew Dubuque is with me. We're going to be doing Doves this uh, afternoon over in the Mobile, Alabama area. Got picked for a youth lottery hunt. A beautiful place over there. Going to have a little skeet set up for us. Uh, should be nice. Then next week, I'll be with the Cajun Invasion crew with Bayou Wild TV at Duck Down Guide Service up in Stuttgart, Arkansas, hunting speckle belly geese. Drew, you've hunted speckle bellies before, haven't you? Yep. That's one of my favorite geese, boy. They're pretty, and they got that crazy call, you know? Yep. Pretty fun to shoot. Yeah. yeah well, pretty fun to eat, too. <laughs> Definitely. What's your favorite duck to eat? Mm, teal, probably. Yeah, teal are good. Yep. Teal are real small and sweet. Wood ducks aren't bad, too, if you can get a hold of some wood ducks. All right, we have got, uh, I want to remind everybody about that contest up at Double D, uh, Deer Processors, the meat company up in Bogalusa. Uh, for every animal you bring in the process, you get entered in a drawing that will be held at the end of the season for a browning white gold medallion 270, complete with a 3x9 Leopold scope on board. Uh, it's going to be open from, it's open now. You can bring it in if it's an archery kill all the way through February, and then they will uh, do the drawing in March. It's a double D meat company. You got some great deer sausage. What's your favorite flavored deer sausage? Just regular smoked or... Jalapeno cheddar. Jalapeno cheddar is pretty good. I get a lot of that they most make, time. They make a brown sugar pineapple. Yeah, that's to die definitely for one. That's good. Oh, I love that venison sausage. Got to go get some, though, and uh, we'll be doing some of that a little bit later on, too. All right, we also got some fishing reports to tell you about. We're going to be joined by Captain Mike Gallo. Brendan Bayard, we're going to get some information on the Trout Challenge. This is the last uh, regular tournament that the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club Holes, uh, they've had pretty much a complete year. I think they got them all in. There were none that were weather interrupted, and they had a great time out there. All right, we're asking you, what do you do to your preparations getting ready for duck season? And here's someone that is headed to Pecan Island. You know, see, Drew, these uh, text messages, sometimes that autocorrect really messes. You can't really tell what the message is. It came out as headed to Pecan Island food to put the duck blind on the boat, Woost Mark. Uh, so I think that's from Mark, and I think he's putting his duck blind on his boat. You know, that's something that uh, you never had to do uh, in the past. Uh, you know, you had everybody used to build permanent blinds. Now boats uh, have the blinds that pop up on them, and you're mobile, and you can mm. move around. Yep. All right, and here's one that says, hey, Drew and Don, I hope you'll have a great visit to Mobile today. That's David Hubble. He, by the way, is the president of the Bayou Wild Fan Club. Mobile, Alabama, by the way, in case you didn't. And he's also the owner of Hubble's Hearth. I think you've eaten some of his jelly on, on some biscuits here a time or two. Maybe, probably. Yeah, he's got some good stuff. Hubble's Hearth is the name of it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we got let's see who we got coming. we got Mike Gallo is going to join us. He's our Born on the Bayou guy. We also have uh, 
our paddlers report with Brendan Bayard, and we got Ryan Lambert, the plastic man. He's going to update us on what's happening down near the tip of the boot in Plaquemines Parish. So we still got a lot to go. Welcome to hour number two, where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What you think about that music, Drew? I like it. You like it? Yeah, it was picked by our audience just for this guy, Captain Mike Gallo. Kind of fits him. He looks like he was born on a bayou. Hey, Captain Mike. His reports, by the way, are brought to you by CETO. For $199 for a whole year, you get a membership. They'll bring you fuel. They'll jumpstart you if you got electrical problems. Whatever it takes to hold tall you back to the shore and get back to the safe dock, CETO is there like AAA on the water. It's peace of mind for you and your loved ones who are waiting as you're out on the water. And it's just one phone call away. Call Captain Chris. 504-301-4545, or simply click CETO.com. Captain Mike Gallo joins us now, and Captain Mike, we got another stretch of some really nice weather. I hope the wind hadn't been too much of a problem for you this week. Well, Don, when the front came through early to midweek, it, of course, gave us lots of wind, but that just allows you to fish in some areas where you're tucked away and hide from the wind, and it's been a pretty productive week. I spent some of my time red fishing and some of my time trout fishing, and both were productive. The redfish are still a grind. They're out there. you got to cover a lot of territory, but the redfish are certainly there. It's just a little more work than we're accustomed to to catch them. Uh, the trout fishing, still in the deep passes with current. Uh, shrimp on the bottom on a drop shot's working really well. You get them going somewhat and you can mix in some plastics and that's been my pattern pretty much all week you know mike now that they're seriously considering going to the 13 and a half inch minimum size i think it's going to draw attention to everyone's going to pay a little closer attention to the size fish they're catching have you noticed or made any notations i know you keep pretty meticulous records about what the increase in your release is going to be now if it does go to the 13 and a half which looks pretty certain it would obviously um, reduce our catch quite a bit 
and looking into the future, it would be it would do the same thing for the first year or so, but then after the fish sort of catch up, uh, it'll be just like what we're seeing with 12-inch fish. You know, I caught quite a few fish that seemed to be 11 and a half or 11 and three quarters that we had to throw back. So I can imagine by this time next year, if we do have a 13 and a half inch size on the speckled trout, that we'd be measuring quite a few fish that end up being 13 or 13 and a quarter and that sort of thing. So obviously there'll be some growing pains, I guess, for lack of a better term, uh, with the trout. But I also think that, um, you know, if that's what it's going to take to sustain the trout population, then that's going to be a good thing going forward. Um, you know, the, uh, the 13 and a half inch, has that, have you, what has been the reaction over in your area about your customers? And, you know, the other thing is I had someone comment that 13 and a half inch rulers aren't real plentiful right now. Do you anticipate any problems? I mean, say you got three or four guys on your boat and you get into a real fast bite and the fish are coming aboard fast and furious and you got to make sure they're all 13 and a half. Do you anticipate any problems in, in checking out that little half inch, whether it makes it or has to go back? Well, that's one of those things that, you know, that's just your responsibility as a fisherman to make sure you're compliant and catching the right size fish. And I'm, you know, we've all had those scenarios where you swing them in the boat relatively quickly. And over a period of time, you get to where you can look at it and tell which one is an obvious fish. Obviously, it doesn't need to be measured. can go straight into the ice chest or some that you do have to uh, measure. And that's what the captain does. You continue to fish and catch them as quick as you can. I'll measure them, put them in the box, or measure them, put them back in the lake. So um, I don't see it as that big a deal. might be, like I said earlier, a little bit of a growing pain. But if, it, if that's what it takes to sustain our fishery, that's what we have to do. If you remember way back in the 80s when redfish was scarce, you know, there was, there was, it was difficult to get used to measuring redfish and only keeping five. But they've made a great comeback. So I have faith in our wildlife and fisheries. We'll do the same with speckled trout. Mike, on the redfish front, are you finding them more plentiful now? You really didn't have that big of a problem, but a lot of people expressed concern that there might be a problem with the population of redfish, and we might need to take a look at doing something with the limits on that. How has that been for you just in the last couple of weeks? Well, I'm still seeing it looks like there's a class of fish missing. Um, it seems like the 20, oh, the 21 to 23-inch fish seem to be missing. I'm either catching fish under that size or over that size. Uh, this last week, we did some fishing quite a bit with bait and um, caught quite a few of the 14-inch, the 12 to 14-inch redfish. So obviously, last year, there was a successful spawn. This year, we didn't have any hurricanes or any bad weather events during the redfish spawning, which is still going on. But up to this point, we've had no bad weather events, so I would assume it would be a very successful spawn. And I already think we're on the road to recovery with the redfish. Next year, we'll probably see the, um, the larger fish missing. We probably won't have many redfish in the 25-inch and above. 
size category, but the, you know, the 16, the 21s should be plentiful. That makes sense to me. Captain Mike, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and uh, book a place at the lodge and uh, doing a little bit of traveling, I've got some friends or relatives coming in. They want to take them on a good fishing trip and put them up in a very nice place to stay. Uh, they can find you on my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, but also on your site and your telephone's always available. Give them both of those. Don, my site is very simple. It's an abbreviation of Angling Adventures of Louisiana. My site is aaofla.com. My phone number, 985-781-7811. And still no fish, no pay. Still no fish, no pay. And I did want to also tell you, I saw more ducks in the Biloxi Marsh this last week. I wouldn't call it a lot of ducks, but maybe I saw close to 100. Well, thanks for the lookout. We really appreciate that. And also, that also works the other way. No pay, no fish, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it goes both ways. All right, Mike, y'all have a wonderful day on the water. We'll catch up with you next week. All right, Don, good listening to you and Drew. All righty. Yeah, he's all ears. He loves to get your information. He, all of that. He's like a sponge. He sucks up all that fishing info and then he's ready to put it to good use and i hope that's what you do all right we got some text messages coming in still got time if you want to get one to us at 504-260-1870 our paddlers report is next on the outdoors with don dubuque radio network t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Uh, Drew, didn't they tell you there's no dancing on this radio show? Just, just hold up. You can do that when you get off the air, okay? <laughs> I know you enjoy that song. All right, it's time for our Paddler's Report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, and it's presented by Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find locations in New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Covington. They've got the best kayak fishing models like Hobie, Jackson, Kayak, and Native Watercraft. And also you can visit their website to find out all about their accessories for fishing and paddling and all those products and their very popular demo days where you can try and ride before you buy that's masseyoutfitters.com check them out on facebook brendan bayard joins us now and brendan are you participating in the trout challenge this morning oh don 
I would love to be, but uh, I think my wife would kill me. Uh, we have <laughs> this uh, this big uh, old Miss uh, tailgate party thing planned today, and then I got to coach a, a football game for my youngest this morning. And But I got to fish the last three weeks in a row, and it, it's been awesome. Uh, I, I get out there if you can. This is the trout are really turned on this week. I think everybody who's out there fishing the uh, last regular season uh, event for Bayou Coast Kite Fishing Club is going to have a great time. It's the trout challenge today, and it's a five-fish stringer. Uh, last time I went to Leeville, there was plenty of trout that were over 18 inches. They got some some nice hammers in that area right now. I think uh, the people that are fishing Catfish Lake are going to find some big fish too. Uh, and there's still even a few fish down by the coast. So if uh, you get lucky, I think some of those fish haven't transitioned up uh, just quite yet. But uh, I would I would say the majority of them are, are up in that kind of central uh, coastal zone around Leeville and such right now. Uh, over down 23, same thing over there, Port Sulphur, Empire. Those places are full of nice trout right now. So uh, if you can go, now's the time to go. Well, Brendan, you won't mind giving this information since you're not fishing, and you never do even if you are. But give me your best big trout bait for this time of year during this transition. Oh, I always start with the top water first thing, and I kind of throw it a little bit too long, uh, you know, because you <laughs> never know when you're going to get that one fish. And you like it. And you like it. I love, <laughs> and I love seeing those fish come breach the surface, you know, greyhound into a big bait. Uh, it's it's what what I do fishing for. I mean, that's that's what I love about fishing is is calling, coaxing those fish to the surface. Uh, you know, she dogs, uh, you know, uh, super spooks, all the big noisy top waters. I like to work them slow. I like to put them where I think there are fish underneath it. I like to to tight cast them in pilings. I like to uh, you know weave them through uh coves and and on points and uh you know look for mullet look for shrimp popping look for birds and just throw that thing until your arm's tired and you will catch some big old trout today well we'll see what the winning fish are caught on uh brendan if you would you know there's been a lot of uh publicity and awareness about cheating in tournaments uh given that walleye situation that was wild up north there's been some occasions down here louisiana has a law that is actually makes it a felony if the amount of the prize is equitable to the the charge of a felony if someone's cheating in a fishing or hunting tournament uh, this is a catch photo and release. It's called CPR. What what steps are taken to ensure that it's on the up and up, that these fish were caught on that day and were photographed and released? So uh, how a CPR tournament works is whenever you log on to the software that they have, uh, you get a token, and that token is a number, a code, if you will, that you have to include in the picture. Uh, there's certain other things that uh, – are, are ways that you can put your hand over that fish to block any parts of that fish. Uh, they want to see that nose pushed together to the to the uh, end of the angle on that ruler. It has to be also an approved measuring device. The club only lets maybe three or so different rulers uh, be used for these tournaments because they, they know and they're familiar with those uh, rulers. You can't just kind of make one in your garage and you know, make it uh, a little bit smaller than everybody else's or, or something. Yeah, you know, that's, something that's been done. Do. It's been done. 
Yeah, or, or Photoshop or something like that because the software itself can recognize, uh, you know, you can't use the same fish because the software itself can recognize the smallest minute uh, patterns in the fish's, you know, surface texture and everything wow, like that. That's incredible. So, that's incredible. That's pretty rock solid. Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't I don't see any problem with the uh, you know ever being with that that angle and and pushing that that nose and, and taking a measurement that way. I think uh, it's a pretty rock solid format. We've we've had people doing CPR tournaments for for a really 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 long time, and uh, you know luckily not too much uh, you know ever questions have brought been brought into existence and uh you know in the bc kfc tournaments we have uh, polygraphs that we do at the big events so uh, we've been on the forefront i think of all that and uh it's it's made everybody feel at ease you know competing in our events well best of luck to all the contestants and hope they have a successful and a safe day now for the serious business what are you cooking at the tailgate for lsu Ole miss oh yeah you know it's uh it's gumbo and jambalaya weather today so uh you know we had that nice little snap so we're going to be digging into that kind of food today and uh, i'm sure there'll be a you know just a whole bunch of other stuff you know everybody kind of brings a little something and and you know certain people are known for you know little uh fried shrimps with coconuts and uh, you know so i'm, I'm looking <laughs> forward to all of it <laughs> i'm sure you are brendan thanks so much have a great day and i appreciate your reports as always and we'll see you next time All right. Thanks, Don. Take care. All right. There he goes. Brendan Bayard, one of our field reporters. Next week, at this time, you'll be listening to uh, Captain Eric Raccoon Feet Mohabarak. That's another story there. All right. We come back after this. Apple snails. Did you know it's illegal to possess them? Well, one guy found out the hard way. His story's next. It's Bad Boys of the Outdoors coming up on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Drew, you know about apple snails? I've seen them. You've seen them? Uh, Where did you see them? In canals around the camps and stuff. Yeah, in fact, uh, not far from your house in the West Napoleon Canal, there's tons of them in there. There's those pink little egg sacs. That's not the snail. That's the eggs, and the snail is kind of a round, you know, typical shell. I've seen them in the Zalmans and Pearl River. They're really spreading all over the place. They're an invasive species, and uh, they're actually toxic. They're poisonous. But uh, fortunately, they got that bird that showed up that eats them. It's called a limpkin. It makes a really weird sound, and it's actually also from South America, and it's been found over here in, uh, in, in greater and greater numbers every year. So hopefully they're hoping that the, the limpkins will wipe out the, uh, the apple snails, but I don't know. It looks like the snails are winning. You know, one interesting thing about those snails, if you take the egg sac, you see that picture there I've got up? Mm-hmm. If you scrape those off of whatever they're attached to and they fall in the water, they die. It's that simple to kill them, but there's so many of them, and you know, there's so few people that know about that or do it. Uh, that's what happens to them. Anyway, we got a guy got in some trouble, and uh, we got his story is coming up, and I got some more text messages to share with the audience. If you want to get one in, it's 504-260-1870. We're also going to be talking a little bit later on to Gene Abair with the uh, Louisiana Wildfowl Carvers and Collectors Guild. They've got a wildfowl festival going on today and tomorrow in Mandeville. We'll talk about that. But first, we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque. 
Radio Network. Well, on October 6th, a concerned Opelousas homeowner contacted the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents about a man she believed released apple snails into a neighborhood community pond. On the 19th, Agent Sergeant Brandon Fontenot and Senior Agent Garrett Kirkland conducted an extensive investigation into the complaint which revealed multiple large bundles of apple snail eggs in the town south neighborhood community pond. That resulted in a citation for Peter Sun Nguyen, who admitted to the illegal release of game fowl or fish and possessing an exotic species. Facing fines of up to $1,000 and 120 days in jail, is Peter Sun Nguyen of Opelousas, our bad boy of the outdoors. Yep, you got to leave those things alone when you see them. Don't transport them because they spread like wildfire. All right, let me get to some of these text messages. It says, good morning, Don and Drew. Great show as always. We're going to the hunting camp to do some work. Keep the great info coming. That's the Irish Kunas. That's another one of our Alabama listeners where we're headed in a little while. Uh, here's a question. What is the survival rate for catch-and-release fish? Uh, I think you're probably talking about the speckled trout because that's been the latest uh, fish of discussion about surviving when you release them. Uh, it's very, I would say, inaccurate science. I don't know if it's inaccurate, but it's very debatable as what the rate is. I've heard everywhere from 85% re- live release to 90%, somewhere between 10 and 15 is what most experts say the release rate is. Of course, the survival rate has a lot of variables. It depends on how badly the fish was hooked, how much care the fisherman took in removing the hook, and getting the fish returned to the water in a timely fashion. We're going to talk a lot more about uh, catch and release, and uh, I've got some things planned to, to maybe help boost the survival rate for fish because it's certainly that's one thing we can control as fishermen. Uh, here's uh, one from the big man Bassin. He wants to know about any word on the bridge repairs on the bridge heading to the East Pearl River boat launch. Uh, still nothing, big man. It's still sitting there, not, not going nowhere, and I have no updates on it. All right, Mike from Mississippi's checking in. His son caught a nice mess of flounders yesterday. One was a 4.2 pounder. A 4.2 is a huge flounder. Uh, now here's a story I love to hear. In Mobile, Alabama, loading up my dog in my boat and blind, fixing to go hit the marsh, I got the best hunting dog ever from the county pound. They were fixing to put down a handful of dogs that week. He was on the list. Lab and Golden Retriever mix. Spent a week training. He's the best dog I've ever had and seen. My brother buddies say the same thing. A very rare blessing is what he is. Great hunting dog. He loves the water all year round. An amazing family dog as well. So best of both worlds. A true blessing to the family from the man in the sky. <clears throat> and I, I, I firsthand know the feeling of rescuing a dog. I participate in a pointer rescue program, which... Finds uh, homes for sponsors. Uh, first, they, they put them in sponsors, and then uh, they get permanent homes, and they do a relay race. And I've been involved in those relays where you meet someone, you pick up the dog, you might drive for an hour and a half, you meet the next person, and they transport the animals all across the city. And there was one in Baton Rouge that was on, he was on the list. He was getting ready to be put down the very next day, 
And I got a call that night from a frantic coordinator and uh, made the drive over there, rescued him, and he got adopted, and he's with his forever family. So some, and, and really, to get a dog like that that is an excellent hunting dog and a good family dog, you're right. That was a blessing. So enjoy your dog on this uh, Make-A-Dogs Day. This is National Make-A-Dogs Day. So if you've got a dog, do something to make his or her day. All right, we come back after this. we got another guy who knows a lot about dogs. He loves them. Talking about those Labrador Retrievers, he uses them for his duck hunting operation down at Cajun Fishing Adventures, and they do hunt ducks. Back with Ryan Lambert after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Net. And the Plastic Man is coming up. Drew, uh, you see that question from Big E. He wants advice on the best filet knife sharpener. I think I'm going to take some uh, listener information on that. Maybe they got some advice if you text us. What is your favorite sharpener for a filet knife? 504-260-187. We'll continue this through next week, and we'll get some answers for you, Big E. Uh, I like the one called WorkSharp. There's nothing better. Now, just for something simple, you can't beat a Lansky, you know, the Lansky regular mm-hmm. hand sharpener. Uh, what do you use? Just mainly any sharpener. I the, the no-names, huh? Yep. Ryan Lambert, what kind of, what's your best knife sharpener? First of all, what's well, your favorite I, filet knife and then to sharpen it? Well, I have some, some knives made with, with my name on it, so there's promotional stuff, but they're good. But, you know, just for a regular filet knife. But if, if I'm sharpening a filet knife, I like to work sharp. I take all my knives out and I do that, you know, I carry it to my sister's house so they because they, they – they like butter knives, everyone. I leave they all sharp. <laughs> but yeah. but I keep these little two uh ceramic um holes that they just come on a block and they angled and you just go down and it keeps the blade so sharp while you're working, it's so quick. It's chook 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 chook. It's it's almost like a steel, but they're two and they stand up at an angle and it works so good. And that it takes that edge and makes it nice and smooth and sharp really, really quick. So that's that's what I like to use. Yeah, I have one of those too. Which knife do you prefer? Do you use any electric knives or strictly regular? Oh yeah, yeah, we use them all. So we have we have these big. Well, now we got cordless, reciprocating saws that we use to clean the the big fish, and trout trout. I like I go to Walmart and get the GE there, and it, it works real good. No, Hamilton Beach. It's a Hamilton Beach that I use, and it works good. GE had the best one ever at Walmart years ago, and they quit making it for some reason. It was awesome, but. But the, G, the Hamilton Beach works pretty good for us. For trout, good. you know, that's thought with that. Well, have you been catching any trout to put underneath one of those knives? Well, this is the first time in 10 years that the world is at a historical normal. <laughs> because for 10 years, we didn't have normal. Because norm, normally, this time of year, the river drops, it turns green, and all the fish come toward the river. And that's finally what's happening. I talked to Stu Shearer a while ago uh they they no trout there. The only bull reds, no slot reds. You know, all they got is bull reds and and here everything last Saturday after we talked I went out and there was birds working, tons of little white trout under them. I said, All right, they made the move so I called the guy I said, Y'all go check the trout spots. And sure enough they were there and everybody did pretty good on trout yesterday. They're moving in the river now, so it's uh the world is good again. <laughs> it was absolutely gorgeous. I mean, yeah. the river's beautiful. So uh, I'm uh, going to head that way and go go try them today, I think. You take an inventory on waterfowl? Um, they want me to. 
you know, for, for the survey you're talking about? Oh, I'm talking about just what you got down there on your lease. You know, oh, what you, oh what you see. Oh, Lord, they're mercifully covered in ducks. I mean, just massive flocks of pintails and green-winged teal and blue-winged teal. It's it's so – and that was before this front. I can't imagine what it looks like now. I mean, oh, we got the birds. It's going to be a good season. It's so dry throughout the Mississippi Valley. They don't have anywhere to go but here, bless yeah. their little hearts. But, you know, that, we, we, we talked about that when the news came out that this is one of the worst production years ever in history. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that no. everybody's going to have a bad season because local conditions can trump that. And when you get good, hard, cold fronts on a regular basis up north and you got a place where they got food down here, you're going to have good hunting. Yeah, if we, keep, if we have enough food source to last them, they will be here because, you know, there won't be anywhere else for them to stay unless it's, you know, manufactured water, people pumping water or, or you know, something like that because everything's dry and all the lakes and ponds everywhere. So we ought to have the ducks. And and if you look at that, that pintail that we talked about that went all the way to Russia, that just yeah. kind of proves that the pintails are going further north to, to breed, to lay eggs. And so the pintail numbers might be skewed because of that. That's true. You know, because, um, man, I got some pintails right now. I mean, just big, massive flocks getting out of the duck potatoes. It's so beautiful. Man, it's pretty. But, you know, that so, tracking device, not only did it track it accurately all that distance, they they can also tell what that duck is doing. They've got some little devices on that tracker that, I guess it's done like bubbles in a level where if the duck is tipping or sitting or flying, right. or if it, they can tell what it's actually doing by by the design on that transmitter. So, so they can that's say some high-tech stuff. Here. Yeah, it stopped <laughs> fed for a while here, and then it just right. rested here. You know, they could tell everything. You yeah. know, we need that on speckle trout <laughs> <laughs> so, so we can figure out what well, the heck is going on. Well, we had sonar for a while, and then uh, they dropped it. You know, they were, they had it going in Lake Pontchartrain. That was Pontchartrain. Lake Pontchartrain. Right, yeah. yeah. And they also did yeah. it on the western end, but they ran out of money, unfortunately. But uh, that, that research is uh, invaluable in helping you manage. Well, Ryan, sounds yeah. good. You got any openings for veterans or youth waterfowl hunt that's coming up soon? Never thought about it. Never thought about the uh, the weekend before. You know, my boys will be in, so we'll talk about it in uh, I'll let the word get out there. If so, we'll give it away. We'll do something. I just, you know, my boys aren't in for duck hunting yet. When they arrive here later this week, we'll talk about that. And if they want to do it, we'll do that. All right. The phone number to call? Uh, 504-559-5111. And it's going to be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. Uh, see you. I'm Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. All right, AccuSharp, got to vote for that. Uh, another one says Harbor Freight has a belt sander. That's the best. They have a YouTube video demonstrating how to use it. And uh, Lorena Bobbitt used a Rapala fishing knife. I'm not sure if that's accurate or not, but they don't know how she sharpened it. I believe it was pretty sharp, whatever it was. And uh, let's see, sharpening steel. And then uh, let's see, the backstrap stackers checking in from Clark County, Alabama. He's putting down seed, and he's hoping for some rain next week. Boy, I haven't seen much rain. Has anybody seen any? Not around the Gulf Coast, you haven't. All right, we come back after this. We're going to talk to Gene Bear. He's going to tell us about the Louisiana Wildfowl Festival. Doors are going to be opening up a little bit later on this morning, and then again tomorrow he'll tell you what's in store. If you are a decoy carver or collector or just a 
appreciative of wonderful art. We'll tell you how to appreciate it. Coming back right after this. Drew, if you look around here, you see I got some decoys, collected decoys. Look at that woodcock. You know, somebody thought that was actually real. The guy, Chris Weaver, that did that for me. And then I've got that Afghanistani decoy. Uh, you like uh, collected decoys and stuff? Yep. Pretty cool, huh? Definitely. Yeah, well, they got a show going on today and tomorrow where some of the most outstanding, I mean, beautiful. If you, if you look at them, you swear that if you, if you blew on them, the feathers would separate, but they're made of wood. It's called the Louisiana Wildfowl Festival. It's going on today and tomorrow. Castine Center in Pelican Park, which is right next to Fountain Blue State Park in Mandeville. It's a great facility and a great show set up. And uh, joining us to talk more about what you're going to find when you walk through the doors is Gene Abair, a member of the Louisiana Wildfowl Collars and Collectors Guild. Gene, this show's been going on for many, many years. It's very popular, not just with hunters and collectors, but just people who appreciate fine art. Tell us what's going to be there uh, for people to see when the doors open today. What is it open at 10 o'clock today? Um, we are actually open for registration at 730, and our, our uh, doors are going to open to the public at 9. Okay. Uh, this is our 50th uh, celebration, so we plan on putting on a fantastic show. What is one of your yeah. favorites? My favorite duck? The next one I call <laughs> 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 you know, you guys, I watch you guys in action, and it, it amazes me, the talent that it takes to do that and the patience, you know, to paint each little feather. And, of course, you got to pay attention to, uh, you know, anatomical correctness, that you get the eyes colored right and the wings as different colors on each feather. It's incredible, the work and patience that goes into that. Uh, that one that you've been showcasing on a lot of the publicity, it, the, the snowy owl, will people be able to see that one? Uh, no, that that bird is actually in the uh, Conoco Phillips collection in uh, Oklahoma. Uh, but we'll have some outstanding birds. That bird won last year's award, uh, and we gave the artist fourteen thousand dollars for that bird. Wow, that was believe this, it was worth this it. This year we're going to have many, many equal to it. Now, the audience, are they invited to, to cast a vote? Do you have a people's choice category, too? No, we don't. But uh, I guarantee you next year we will. Yeah, I think <laughs> people we... would love to do that, you know, because I know a lot of them like to, to pick which one they think the judges are going to pick, and it would be good to oh, be able absolutely, to absolutely. So is, what is Andy, the uh, – Are the... you aware that the, the – the, the, uh, Decoy carving is actually one of the original arts forms in the United States. Wow. It, it, it's an art form that was developed here in the United States. Now, we can't say yeah. that too much about any of the other art forms. Right. Yeah, it's strictly a, a, a United States, and it's an American tradition. And uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a phenomenal one. It's very, very popular, and uh, people can learn how to get started if they want to become a carver or if they're interested in collecting some of these items. I mean, these things are real treasures, and uh, they, they increase in value. There's no doubt about it. i tell you, the admission price is a bargain. Three bucks for an adult and a dollar for kids? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not trying to make money coupon. off people coming into the door. We we're looking to show them what we do. You know, that's, that's our main goal. And what are the hours tomorrow? 
uh, from nine to four. At at four, we allow the artists to start picking up their work, and so uh, we're we're going to be from nine to four tomorrow, nine to five today. And, uh, and how far have some of these artists traveled? I know a lot of them are local South Louisiana guys, but you also got some travelers too. Oh, absolutely. We got people from all over the country. We, uh, in fact, I was talking yesterday uh, today to a guy from New York. He came all the way down to our show from New York. So we got people from Canada, uh, all over the country. I mean, our club, thanks to our sponsors, are giving away $45,000. So we're going to draw attention. We're going to draw yep. some of the best artists in the world. Absolutely. Give us the website because that's got the schedule. It's got more about the festival and also the guild if somebody wants to join. Uh, we have a website. It's called LWCCG, standing for Louisiana Wildfall Carvers and Collectors Guild. And if you go to that that form, it'll tell you all about our club, the history of our club. We'll show some of the, we'll feature some of our members' artworks and uh, all about our festivals and everything. But I suggest going in person. Gene, thanks for chatting with us. Y'all have a great show, as always, and I uh, hope to see you there tomorrow at the show. Well, thank you so much, Don. And look me up. I'll give you the grand tour. All right. I will do it. Thank you so much. All right. That's going to wrap it up. Drew, let's uh, head to Alabama, go try to shoot a few doves, and then we'll be back again next week, and we'll do this all over again. It's the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.